Father Frank Pavone has been removed from the priestly state. He's been laicized. The Vatican is now calling him Mr. Pavone, not Frank Pavone. He's well known for Priest for Life. He's probably the most vocal Catholic priest in America, in the world, when it comes to the pro-life movement, and he's now been laicized. It's it's quite scandalous, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it today. I'm going to read the official letter that was delivered to the Apostolic Nuncio in Washington, D.C., which removes Father Frank Pravone from the priestly state. Of course, he's still a priest. He's a priest forever, according to Order Melchizedek. Holy Orders confers a character. And I'm going to read that letter. I'm going to read today Father Frank Pavone's response to Pope Francis. I'm recording right now from Amfest in Phoenix, where I am right now. It's a little bit loud and crazy here, so I pre- uh, appreciate your patience. And hopefully you can hear okay if you're live right now. If you just leave a comment, if you can hear me, I'm using the earbuds to filter out some of the noise. So hopefully you can hear And everything is going well. Thanks for the thumbs up and for the likes. Okay, so let's look at what was actually communicated by the Vatican regarding Father Frank Pavone. I also want to address the two controversial things, which is the controversial statement of Frank Pavone about uh, Biden, Joe Biden, and then also the idea of aborted dead fetus on an altar. These are all things being debated right now. First... What did the Vatican say? Okay, as you can see, this document is dated December 13th. So this is recent. This is five days ago as of recording this. By the way, can y'all hear okay? Is the audio good? Please let me know. All right, so here is what is communicated to the Apostolic Nuncio, who is Archbishop Christophe Pierre. Your eminencies and excellences, I have been informed by the prefect of the dicastery for the clergy that on the 9th November 2022, a supreme decision admitting of no possibility of appeal directed that Reverend Frank Pavone be dismissed from the clerical state. As you know, Father Pavone was a very public and high profile figure associated with the right to life movement in the United States. His dismissal from the clerical state may, therefore, be a matter of interest among the faithful. In addition to that potential interest, the attached statement regarding Frank Pavone is provided for your information and for release within your archdiocese. As and if you deem appropriate, the attached statement has been approved by the dicastery for the clergy, With cordial regards and every best wish, I remain sincerely yours in Christ, Archbishop Christophe Pierre. So that's the document that comes from the Holy See. Well, actually, this is the document of the Apostolic Nuncio to the bishops and cardinals and archbishops of the United States. He refers to an attachment. You can see at the bottom of right here, there is an attachment. I will now show you the attachment. One moment. Sorry, I'm not home with all of my good gadgets. Here it is. Okay. Attachment. Statement on Frank Pavone. Pavone. Notice they've taken father off his name. 
Reverend Frank Pavone, the founder of the organization Priest for Life Incorporated, was dismissed from the clerical state by the Holy See on the 9th of November, 2022. This action was taken after Father Pavone was found guilty in canonical proceedings of blasphemous communications on social media and of persistent disobedience of lawful instructions of his diocesan bishop. Father Pavone was given ample opportunity to defend himself in the canonical proceedings, and he was also given multiple opportunities to submit himself to the authority of his diocesan bishop. It was determined that Father Pavone had no reasonable justification for his actions. Since Priest for Life Incorporated is not a Catholic organization, Mr. Note that. Mr. Pavone's continuing role in it as a layperson would be entirely up to the leadership of that organization, end quote. And there is no signature. I don't know who wrote this. So that is the official statement in English given by the Apostolic Nuncio from the Vatican to the United States regarding Archbishop, I mean, sorry, regarding Father Frank Pavone. Now, Father Frank Pavone has made an answer. Before I get to the answer, there is a controversy stirring on Twitter and Facebook right now and on YouTube and everywhere over the said crimes of Father Frank Pavone. I just want to take a moment to address those, and I'm hoping to interview, I've been in talks with Father Frank Pavone to do an interview tomorrow. So make sure you're subscribed, hit the notification bell, like the video, do all that so that you don't miss the interview with Father Frank Pavone, God willing, God willing. There's a lot of stuff going on in Father Frank Pavone's life right now, but hopefully we can do an interview and you can hear from him yourself. The two issues, if you go back and you, you read what they said, he was removed from the priestly state for blasphemous communications, it's written right here, on social media and persistent disobedience of lawful instructions for his diocesan bishop. Now, I don't know anything about the persistent disobedience to the diocesan bishop. What is being said about his blasphemous communications on social media, there are two being spoken of right now. And I would really like to hear from Father Frank Pavone on these two. One is a online communication in which, and by the way, I don't approve of either one of these, but I think, especially during this first one, you'll see that I think Father Frank Pavone had the right response. In a online communication, he said the words, God damn that lying Biden, referring to Joe Biden. And he used the word God damn on social media. As I understand it, Father Frank Pavone has subsequently said that was wrong. I was worked up. I repented of it. And I went to confession and I confessed it to receive absolution. All right. So that was a mistake. That was something that Father Frank Pavone deemed as a sin, and he said he was wrong and he repented of it. I think everyone watching right now 
and by the way, give a thumbs up while you're watching, like the video, would say not the best moment for Father Frank Pavone, but definitely not something to remove a man from the priesthood over. And I'm going to give a comparison here to a Jesuit who was who had, according to re the report, sex and molestation with nine nuns, and yet Francis intervened and lifted his excommunication. Hopefully, I'll get to that in just a minute. So I don't think I I think we could say, hey, a mistake, a sin that Father Pavone uh, repented over, not the greatest moment. But when we look at all the great that he's done. I think we can say, yes, he was fallen, he made a mistake, we don't approve of it, but that's not something to be booted out of the priesthood over. The second one is more controversial. That is, in 2016, or thereabouts, Father Frank Pavone had a aborted human baby in one of his online communications. The image, I've seen it, I didn't want to put it online because I didn't know if it would be controversial or not. It looks like a setup for an altar, and the aborted baby is there. Now, Father Pavone has said it was not an altar, it was a table. But still, I think, well, this could be debated theologically. There are people who believe that aborted babies are martyrs and that they go straight to heaven. I've talked about this before. I don't want to weigh in on it right now. But if you're one of the believers that all aborted babies are martyrs and they all have baptism in blood and they go to heaven, technically, technically, um, that would be a relic at the altar. Father Dave Nix just did an amazing video um, talking about some of these distinctions, and it kind of blew my mind um, hearing him talk like that. I don't necessarily agree, like I said, that aborted babies are martyrs like the Holy Innocents. But if you did believe that, there would be actually nothing wrong with it. Perhaps it would be imprudent. But still... You know, if Father Frank Pavone, you know, called a group of people and said, hey, I'm thinking about featuring a aborted baby in a video or in a context that looks like an ultra or whatever, I, I would be one that would say, let's advise against that. It could be, it's scandalous, especially if it looks like an altar. Um, this could be perceived in the wrong way. Let's not do it. So as far as I know, when it comes to Father Frank Pavone, his blasphemous communications on social media relate to those. And maybe I've missed one. And I do want to talk to Father Frank Pavone. I consider him um, a friend. I've met him 16 years ago. And I've interviewed him here on this channel. And I've admired his work for the pro-life community, especially everything running up to the overturn of Roe v. Wade. So I commend him on that. And... So that's, that's kind of where things stand. Now, I want to compare and contrast this to a current situation that also happened this past week. That's the wrong frame. Let me get the frame right. I was really, I, I'd heard about this, and I was really excited that LifeSite News, Michael Haynes, published this on Thursday. So before all of this happened, and it has to do with a Jesuit priest who was having sexual relationship with nuns, not just one, many nuns. There he is right there. Filthy, filthy, filthy. Okay, this is Father Rupnik. It says, 
the Jesuit superior general confirmed that, that what had hitherto not been mentioned by the order, namely that Father Rupnik had in fact been excommunicated. And he'd been excommunicated because of molestation and sexual activity with consecrated nuns. Okay, you heard me correctly. The brides of Jesus Christ, this Jesuit was having illicit touching and sexual interaction with, whether it was consensual or not. And in one case, he, as a priest, absolved the nun. Absolved the nun of her sin, which is an excommunicable offense reserved to the Holy See. This is the crime of Father Rupnik. Now I'm going to go down here and we're going to look at some of the details. And a lot of this was reported by Mesa in Latino, which is a traditional Latin mass organization in Italy. I've mentioned them before, and we thank them for bringing this to our attention. That Rubnik had also been automatically excommunicated and found guilty by an ecclesiastical court of absolving in confession a woman with whom he had sexual relations. It goes on with the details of which canons were broken. For example, here, Canon 1378, Part 1. And the Scandalous thing, well, it's scandalous that a priest would be having sexual relations, not just with women, but with consecrated nuns. God have mercy on us. Kyrie eleison. Here's a tweet here by Matthew Hazel. He has good stuff, and he just says, look, look at this. He, he, <laughs> Francis, zero tolerance of abuse. Zero tolerance of abuse. Zero tolerance of abuse. More and more. Zero tolerance. And yet, he intervened within hours, says the report, of lifting the excommunication of this Jesuit priest. Let me repeat that. Within hours. Here's the thing. That of Rutnik's alleged sexual and psychological... I'm sorry, it's uh, I've got it crooked here on the screen, don't I? You can't see it. Mea culpa. Again, I'm not at home, so I don't have all my, my good info. Here it is. Rutnik's alleged sexual and psychological abuse of female religious in Slovenia in the 1990s. Rubnik was accused of psychological abuse and sexual violence. And after allegations were made, the Bishop of Ljubljana removed the Slovenian Jesuit from the diocese in 1992-1993. Rubnik has been based in Rome since then, enjoying a flourishing ecclesiastical career in the city, as well as directing the Centro Aleti and teaching at various pontifical institutions in the city. He has held a number of curial positions, including that of a consultant for the Pontifical Council for Culture and the Pontifical Council for the New Evangelization. So this guy, this Jesuit, is having sex with nuns and was excommunicated, and he has a career in Rome. You know, he's appointed to, get this, he's appointed 
to the Pontifical Council for Culture. I don't know about you, but I don't want a culture of, of priests having sex with nuns. And the Pontifical Council for the New Evangelization. Well, why is he helping us try to evangelize the world? Can someone explain that to me? Can someone explain to me how this is not an infiltration, a plot to destroy the Catholic Church from within? Is Taylor Marshall taking crazy pills, or is the Vatican completely insane? There is a demonic infiltration. Do you agree? Hit the like button. Leave a comment. I want to hear from you. Am I going insane here? Or has the Vatican gone completely bonkers? This is the demonic infiltration. The article goes on. These allegations came to the attention of the CDF, the Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith, in 2021, which then issued an investigation into Rupnik, led by the Jesuit bishop Daniel Labanori, the auxiliary bishop of the Diocese of Rome. However, the investigation was closed on October 2022 due to the case being outside the statute of limitations. Oh, boo-hoo, this happened in the 1990s. So it's beyond the statute of limitations for the Vatican. So this guy gets to keep on leading and having a major voice in the Vatican. And yet Frank Pavone is kicked out of the priesthood. Can someone explain to me how this is not bonkers? The liberals, the modernists, the demonists, the Satanists, they all have a double standard here. Again, I'm not defending the mistakes or sins of Father Frank Pavone, but I am saying there is a deep double standard here that is obvious to all of us. Unless I'm just taking crazy pills and Taylor Marshall is the guy who just can't see straight. Maybe I need a Jesuit to come give me some psychological help because I'm having a really hard time understanding this one. Mesa in Latino wrote that the Jesuit attorney general wished to take Rupnik's case to trial since the abuses were defined as gruesome. But according to the blog sources, the trial was prevented due to Francis. Quote, despite this, it seems that due to the Holy Father's intervention, the process did not take place precisely because it was time barred, bound by the statute of limitations. The CDF has previously waived the statute of limitations, but for some reason did not do so in this occasion. You know, they didn't do that for, for a Cardinal McCarrick. Some of Cardinal McCarrick's molestations went back to the 1970s, 20 years before this one. But yet, this priest who's a Jesuit, just like Francis Bergoglio is a Jesuit, he gets the safety card of statute of limitations. Pope Francis, why did you do that? Holy Father Francis, who sits as vicar of Christ, why did you do that? Why did your Jesuit compadre get special treatment? Here's a quote, Father Darren Schmidt, the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith. By the way, this whole article is on LifeSite News. The Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith is headed by a Jesuit, has a Jesuit sex crimes prosecutor, and has its number two, at the time, someone who lived in Rutnik's Jesuit community in Rome. Jesuits used to be noted for apostolic zeal instead of covering one another's sex crimes. Nine, nine nuns 
ACI Pressna reported that a source informed the news outlet Rupnik had abused at least nine nuns. And Left.IT wrote that one of the nuns had attempted suicide following the alleged abuse. End quote. It's disgusting. It's foul. It's gross. They have said that Father Frank Pavone has no appeal, no second chance. It's done for him. He's done for. He's a layman. Take off the collar. No more mass. No more confessions. No more calling yourself father. You're out. You're done. But Father Rupnik can have gruesome relations with nuns. And he not only gets to be a priest in good standing, he gets to be appointed to at least two pontifical dicasteries. Infiltration much? Who out there can honestly say in 2022 that there isn't a deep, rotten, cancerous tumor growing and swelling in the Vatican? And that that tumor is every day fed by Francis Bergoglio. It's a tumor of sodomy, of heresy, of schism, of green theology, liberation theology, LGBTism. The synod of synodality is creating more and more and more confusion amongst the laity, the priests, and the bishops. And what they are promoting and preaching and promulgating looks nothing like Catholicism in 1955, in 1945, in 1555, in 955, in 555, in 355, or in AD 55, or in AD 34. It is your modern woke agenda promoting you've seen it on my channel they promote images of transgenderism female ordination preferred pronouns you're either a man or you're a woman we should pray for father pavone i'm not saying everything about the man is perfect but i am saying that how can he, after a long career, he has probably done more for the pro-life movement and for saving children over the past 20 years than perhaps all the bishops combined? And he made mistakes, and I don't want to defend any mistakes a man made. I don't want to defend any mistakes I've made. But the fact that he gets booted, now maybe there's canonical stuff and there's disobedient stuff, and once we get that, we'll be like, oh man, that was really bad. But it looks like Father Frank Pavone was bullied by the bishop. Now I want to read Father Pavone's response. And I have that. Where is it? I had that prepared. Excuse me, I'm a little bit off today because I don't have my desk and my all my buttons and everything ready to go. But here is his statement. 
I'm going to go back over here. Hopefully this works perfect. Thank you. Here is his statement. First to the Holy Father, Pope Francis. Can you all see that on the screen? Thanks to everybody for joining, by the way. And uh, just take a deep breath. Let's, let's pray. Uh, before I read this, I think we should pray a Hail Mary for Father Frank Pavone uh, and for all involved here. In nomine Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or Pronobis peccatoribus, nunc editora mortis nostre. Amen. Holy Innocents, pray for us, Our Lady of Guadalupe, patroness of the unborn. Pray for us, St. Francis. Pray for us, Nomine Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. I said St. Francis because Frank Bavone and Pope Francis, same name, Frank. First to the Holy Father, Pope Francis. This is Frank Bavone's response his official public response, in case you haven't heard it yet. By the way, share this video right now. People need to hear Father Frank Pavone's response. So there's a share button underneath. Hit share, share it on Facebook. First, to the Holy Father Pope Francis, you have encouraged me personally in my work in several conversations we have had over the years. Let me make this a bit smaller. Sorry, I'm making it a bit smaller so you can all read it. It's quite spread out. There we go. Perfect. You've encouraged me personally in my work in several conversations we have had over the years. In particular, you have encouraged me to move forward with the work of healing through Rachel's Vineyard. And you have written to my pastoral associate, Dr. Teresa Burke, to offer the same encouragement. Your Holiness, I want to continue serving as a faithful priest and full-time pro-life leader. You can allow me to do so under a supportive bishop, as many of the faithful understand that this is the most reasonable solution. Second, to the Apostolic Nuncio to the United States, Archbishop Christophe Pierre, Your Excellency, your communication to the bishops dated December 13th contains serious errors and omissions, but that has marked this process all along, so there is no surprise there, and those errors will be addressed separately and thoroughly. But in particular, when you say there is no possibility of appeal to this decision, you speak only in a very narrow legal sense and completely ignore the appeal that is being made to the people of God themselves. This is not just about me, says Father Frank Pavone. It's about the millions of supporters of the movement I helped to lead and will continue to lead in the work that the people of God have already evaluated and judged worthy of their ongoing support. And speaking of that support, Father Pavone says, you mentioned in your communication that I am well-known in the pro-life movement. Could you not work in a sorry, let me, in a single expression of gratitude just in passing for these past 30 years of my ministry in the service to the gospel of life? And finally, to the individual bishops of the United States, to those of you who continue support of my pro-life work, I thank you. 
To those who would have been part of this travesty publicly or in the shadows, we will be taking all appropriate canonical and civil action, as well as public communication of the faithful. I also strongly suggest that you exercise prudent regard for the reputation of my supporters and me if you communicate anything to the faithful in your dioceses about this decision. Before you issue, issue any statements, read the letters sent to you by Dr. Alveda King some months ago about my situation and the details leading up to this decision. She has worked full-time with me and my ministry for 16 years and serves on the board of Priest for Life to this day. We will be following up with each individual diocese and the faithful within them regarding any communications that are made. And then Father Frank Pavone says, friends, thank you for reading this. I'm an open book and will be commenting extensively on the situation and more importantly, will be continuing full force the work I have do, I've been doing for 30 years. Father Frank Pavone. So what do you think of this? Is this legit? Is this fair? I'd like to hear from you. Leave a comment below. If you're in the live chat right now, let me know in the live chat. Should Father Frank Bavone be canceled by Pope Francis, the Dicastery for Clergy, and the Apostolic Nuncio in Washington, D.C., who used to be, a while back under the 16th, Archbishop Vigano, that used to be our Nuncio. Now we have Christophe Pierre. Is this legitimate? And is there a double standard? You know, I, I understand that priests make mistakes. Priests do need to be removed from the priesthood, especially pedophiles. Pedophiles need to be removed ASAP from the priesthood. But what about this dude, Father Rupnik? I mean, this has been the exact same time period and he's all good to go. He's got a green light. This guy right here in his snazzy Eddie Bauer gear. He's not even dressed like a priest. Nine nuns have been violated by this priest. Of course, Jesus Christ can forgive all that through the sacrament of penance. But that doesn't mean that the man should be a priest. And it doesn't mean that he should be serving on a pontifical two pontifical dicasteries. Why is he okay? Why is James Martin, who teaches LGBTism and pronouns and tells people to go to pride parades where people are half naked or all naked, gesticulating and doing all this nasty, gross stuff, why does James Martin get to promote all of that? And he gets to be on boards and dicasteries and all this stuff, communications with the Vatican. But Pavone gets canceled? DM Caden, what did you do to cause the Vatican to do this? I'd encourage you to go back and, and read the earlier part of the video. I think it'd be um, just repeating everything. But we talked about why the Vatican made this move. We've read the documents. The, the next one is uh, Saltra Ultra Maggie. What did he do? Again, Please go back to the earlier, I spent the two things. One is just kind of don't even want to explain them because out of context, but one was his statement, 
goddamn the liar Joe Biden, and the other was featuring an unboarded, uh, aborted baby on what appears to be an altar in a social media video presentation. I didn't want to show the image because it is could be considered by some as offensive and don't want to put gasoline on the fire. I hope you all understand that. It makes sense. All right. Elizabeth, it doesn't seem right, Dr. Marshall. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right. It seems like just like in the in the media and in social media and Facebook, you know, people who are trying to conserve Christian culture and Catholicism, they get shadow banned. They get banned. They get canceled. Their voice is taken away. But the liberals can say all kinds of false things, evil things, blasphemous things, and nothing ever happens to them. What's up with that? People are saying, St. Pio, pray for us. Yes, it's true. St. Pio was also, in a way, canceled during the 1960s. And he was obedient, and he was rehabilitated, and he was canonized. So many people, I think, are joining us now, and they're saying, why did this happen? Why did this happen? Just go back to the beginning of this video, and, uh, and you'll find out. Jason says, thank you for waking me up. I'm back and trying to be a better Catholic. I was a horrible liberal and ashamed. Well, you're back, and that's what matters. You're back. Uh, Barbara says, did the Pope really make the decision he himself with full awareness? So uh, this is issued by the Dicastery of Clergy, which has the implicit approval of the Pope. Was Pope Francis directly involved in the decision? I don't know. I don't have any information, any data on whether that is the case. I would think with such a high-profile person as Father Frank Pavone, that I would think that Pope Francis would be notified. Uh, but it was issued by the Dicastery on Clergy, which has the authority of the Apostolic See and of the Pope. But it's a good question. Tara says, Father Pavone is a good man and a voice for the unborn. I'm on the team. Good. I'm glad you're on the team. Very good. And for those of you that aren't American, I know about 40% of my audience is not American. Father Frank Pavone is, I mean, when you think of the fight against Roe v. Wade, the March for Life, uh, you think about, you know, the 90s and the aughts with EWTN and the pro-life message. I mean, Frank Pavone was always there. He always showed up. And I mean, you if you said to any Catholic in the United States of America, when you say pro-life, what priest comes to your mind first? Every single, it's 100% Father Frank Pavone. And he's been treated like an illegitimate child by the bishop, bishops for all these years. Jesse says, I sense foul play. They only use a single incident for canceling a priest, yet they are still some active priests that go grotesquely teach heresy and have committed child molestation. This is absurd. And I just, I, I agree. I don't want to be careful. You know, we're not saying, well, Frank, Father Frank, or priests can all make big mistakes because other priests molest kids or other priests teach heresies. No, there has to be standards. Priests do need to be ejected out of the priestly state. That's a given. 
I think what we're talking about today is there is a double standard. And unless we have more information, the information given by the Apostolic Nuncio does not seem to justify the heavy-handed dismissal from the clerical estate for Father Frank Favone. Yeah. So Jesse, thanks, thanks for your comment and your and your uh, affirmation. Joyce says, "Pray fast, pray fast, pray fast." I agree. Uh, Michael makes a good point. He says he did give that baby a funeral. That's correct. So after that video, he rightfully committed a a, a bodily act of mercy by interring the child properly. So it's some people I've seen online are saying he desecrated a human body or he desecrated a fetus. That is a lie. He didn't desecrate anyone. The baby was murdered by an abortionist, right? And he buried the baby. Now, should he have shown the baby on social media in a context that appears to be liturgical? Maybe it is. I don't know. I would say no. But he did properly inter and bury the baby. So that, that lie needs to be put down. And if I'm wrong, I should be corrected, but I've looked into it. So there it is. Uh, Joey has a good question here. He says, does he cease actually to be a priest, priest forever in the order of Melchizedek? No. Everyone would say he's still a priest ontologically, metaphysically. He's a priest forever. But the Catholic Church believes that the Holy See can remove a man from the clerical state. That means although he is a priest, he cannot do anything priestly. It's like they put handcuffs on him. So he cannot call himself father. He cannot wear a clerical collar. He cannot wear a cassock. Excuse me. He cannot say mass. He cannot hear confessions. He cannot give the rite of baptism, except in an emergency if someone dying. He could hear confession if someone in an emergency if someone was dying. But otherwise, if you said, can you hear my confession? If you are dismissed from the clerical state, you can't do it. So don't think of this as he's not a priest anymore. He's dismissed from the clerical state, which means they basically put handcuffs on his priesthood. He's not allowed to use it. He's going to appeal it, even though they said there's no appeal. All right. People should see it. Maybe women would think twice before having an abortion. The only debate is table or altar. Yeah, so she's talking about the depiction, the, the, the picture of the aborted baby on the what appears to be an altar uh, from Frank Pavone. All right, I'll take a couple more. Please like the video. Please share it. You are my algorithm. I really don't think Google, YouTube, and... Uh, Facebook and Twitter are going to promote this content, but I think Catholics out there need this content. They need to know what the Vatican said. They need to know what Frank Pavone has said, and they need to know the double standard that's going on. And there needs to be justice for all parties, for those who are harmed by priests, those who are molested, for the nuns who were taken advantage of, however went on with that Jesuit priest in Slovenia, uh, for Father Frank, Frank Bavone, everything needs to be done according to the mind and will of God in Jesus Christ. Anthony Souza says, The Apostolic Nuncio always acts on behalf of the Pope. Francis, therefore, means to afford no appeal to Father Frank Bavone, Father in all caps. Yeah, I, this to me, 
as a guy who covers this every week for years and years and years, this feels Bergolian to me. It feels like Francis. This is a this is a backhand, is what it feels like. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I'm too sensitive. Maybe I take crazy pills. Maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist with, you know, tinfoil hat. I'm off the plantation. I'm an idiot. But I think since 2019, everything, should I say everything that I've talked about has proven to be true? Have you heard anyone saying infiltration is wrong in the last year? No, because it's becoming manifest that the Sankalan Mafia, Bergoglio, the liberation theology push, which you see in South America, but was actually procreated, generated, and birthed by the Germans, all of that stuff is real, and it's getting worse under the Synod on Synodality. All right. Well, let's all say a prayer for Francis, for Father Frank Pavone, I remember meaning I was a Catholic. I'd have probably only been a Catholic for one to three months. Less than six months, I was a Catholic in 2006. A brand new convert. And I knew who Father, as a Protestant, I knew who Father Frank Pavone was. This is in 2006. And I remember being at the CIC, the Catholic Information Center in Washington, D.C. That's where I worked. And Father Frank Pavone came to town to give a talk meet people. And I got to meet Father Frank Pavone. I was a baby Catholic, maybe three months a Catholic. And I just remember being grateful to meet the stalwart pro-life priest. That made an impression on me as a brand new Catholic when I met Father Frank Pavone. I don't think he had any gray hair. I don't think I had any gray hair. This was a long time ago, maybe 16 years ago or so, 15 years, however long that is. But that was an early memory that I have of being a new Catholic, meeting Father Frank Pavone for the first time. So looking back, I, I feel bad. I feel bad for him. I would have never imagined, if you had gone back in time and said, hey, see that guy, Father Frank Pavone, the pro-lifer? One day a pope and the dicastery of clergy is going to remove him from the priesthood. I would have been... I would have been confused. I am confused today. So let's uh, let's pray for Father Frank Pavone. And let me see here. Do I have some Latin prayers to put on the screen? I don't. But we'll we'll pray uh, we'll pray another Hail Mary for uh, for Father Pavone. Nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, or Pernobis Peccatoribus, Nunc Editor Mortis Nostre. Amen. Nomine Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pray for the Vatican and for Francis. There's more coming. We are being told that he's going to appoint an extremely liberal prefect for the Congregation Doctrine of Faith. Hopefully it gets stopped. But we're talking about full-on heresy at the Doctrine of the Faith in the Vatican. We're also hearing about another restriction, like Traditionus Custodis, on the traditional Latin Mass coming from Francis Pergolio. You need to pray. You need to fast. Don't eat meat on Fridays. Offer it up, for Je- offer it up as a penance for Jesus. You need to fast. 
You need to, if you're praying five decades of the rosary, you need to pray 10 decades of the rosary. If you're not praying the rosary, you need to start praying the rosary every day you're not on the team. You need to start reading scripture. You need to actually get down on your knees, on your actual knees next to your bed and pray and beg God. What else can we do? You're not a cardinal. You're not a bishop. You're not a monsignor. You're a little old lady. You're a 19-year-old boy in college. You're a homeschool mom. You're a businessman. But you're baptized. You're a Catholic. You're confirmed with the chrism of salvation. And God is calling you to do something for the priesthood and for the papacy and for the Vatican. You can make a difference, even if it is you off, offer up your arthritic pain for the good of Holy Mother of the Church. You offer up your suffering in your sixth pregnancy, homeschool mom, for the good of so that the Pope's mind would be fully in line with the will and heart of Jesus Christ. You businessmen who are tired at the end of the day when you get home at 6.12 p.m., but you lead your family in grace at dinner, and you lead them in the rosary every single day, you are called to these things. You may not be a cardinal or a pope, or a Monsignor, but Jesus Christ has equipped you with baptism and the sacrament of confirmation, the chrism of salvation, to be a warrior and a soldier for Jesus Christ. So get your beads, get your rosaries, get on your knees, and let's go to battle. Let's beg God for a pope, or wherever you live, and a president, and a prime minister, and a king, or a queen, or a governor who loves the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and a pope who binds on earth as it is in heaven with justice, with purity, with virtue, with morality, with orthodoxy. Have we asked for it or do we just complain for it? Get on our knees, grab your beads, rattle the beads, pick up your weapon. Let's wage war. Our enemies are not in cassocks, ultimately. Our enemies are the principalities and the powers of the air, the demons, says St. Paul wage war. Some of these only come out through prayer and fasting. Are you praying? Are you fasting? Do both. We must do both. Can you commit that? Let's commit it to one another. We're going to pray the rosary every day. We're going to pray with our kids. We're going to pray at our meals. We're going to ask God for purity in the church, reform of the church, holy popes, holy cardinals, holy bishops, holy priests, holy deacons, holy religious, holy marriages, holy kids, vocations, are we going to really ask and receive? Can we commit to one another that we're going to do this? Let's do it. Let's pray. Let's pray that Pope Francis becomes the holiest, best Pope of all time. Ask and you shall receive. Otherwise, who's next? Me? I don't want to name names because then the Vatican knows who's, whose name is name. But you know who the, you know who the people are. Who are with their battering ram saying, go, go, go. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's the message of Advent. Happy Advent. 
Thanks for watching. Pray your rosary every day. And remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. Really do it. God bless. Godspeed.